Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. So scary, won't let them bury me That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like carry And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money uh-huh. Alright, welcome back to Don V Fridays Back up in the building From a from a 757 that was hot yesterday and literally cold today Bipolar weather um, You're lucky with that I'm strictly yeah. cold. I'm strictly cold. I had like five degrees this morning going to work. It was cold as hell. Yeah, it was it was sixty degrees yesterday, and it was like thirty today. That bad would, bro, thirty thirty over here feels like 50, 60 degrees. Like I love thirty degree days. I feel like it's warm. Yeah. That bipolar Virginia weather strikes again. We're supposed to get another snowstorm um, this weekend. Not snowstorm, but winter weather. We don't. We get winter weather here. We don't really get snowstorms. But um yeah, man. Uh living life, man. Our team's prospering. 49ers and Bengals. Yeah. Um, yeah, big year. Big year for us. Big, big, big year. Big things. Yeah. Big things. We're gonna get into all of that. Uh before we get started, though, let's pay some bills with sports drink. Uh today's episode of Don V Fridays is brought to you by Sports Drink your digital water cooler sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to make to tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow and hate your favorite team a rising tide lifts all boats so go check them out online or on social go to sportsdrink.org or open instagram and type in at sports drink Spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Shout out to my guy Andrew Stevens over at Sports Drink. Uh, I've been over here. I've been rocking with Sports Drink. We've been rocking with Sports Drink for a while. We was rocking with Sports Drink before it was Sports Drink. And um, it was armchair for a long time. Armchair for a while. We've been rocking for a minute. Um, they they've been showing us love and and and. Letting it uh, one big big thing about sports drink is uh and armchair and every iteration is they never try to change how we do things at Don V Fridays. Andrew gives us free reign, he let us do our thing, and um it's been a mutually beneficial relationship. So shout out to Andrew, man. Legend mm-hmm. out facts. here. Man, it was a point in time where Andrew was uploading the episodes for me because I couldn't do it. So <laughs> shout out to that guy, man. Dovey Fridays would have been retired a long time ago. <laughs> it wasn't for Andrew Stevens, man. Legend. Shout out to you, sir. Yeah, he's, um, on, he's on Twitter. I think his tag is Andrew Stevens. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Andrew Stevens, man. Good dude. Good dude. Um 
not much on the Virginia Tech front, just two announcements. Uh, spring game, th there's a date on it. And as of right now, it's April the 16th, if I'm not tripping. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. April 16th. Um, um, I don't know if it was announced or if they're going to announce that it's open to the public. I might have missed that it's open to the public, but I think we all assume that it is because, yeah. you know, the way they announced it. Yeah. Yeah. Decade is gone. So <laughs> we're assuming that it's open to the public. Um, there's been suggestions because, you know, Florida State charges five bucks for their spring game. Um, traditionally, spring games are free. Traditionally, every Virginia Tech spring game was free before Dickhead came and, you know, no spring game. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure the spring game will be televised on ACC Network. Um, I can almost guarantee that because oh, yeah, they, they're going to need content. And they were going to pay us to have it last year, but Dickhead said no because he had to hide the jet sweeps. Mm -hmm. So, um, so... It's about to be lit. I think. I think charging five dollars, even ten dollars. What the fuck? Who ain't got ten dollars? Right. Uh, <laughs> you charge ten dollars. Um. I think it's free money, free revenue. It's good pub. You can't fuck this up. Uh. Brent Pratt can yeah. shake hands, kiss babies like he's been doing. Um. It's a good way for the fans to see the product, uh, up close and personal, and um. It's a win-win. It's the only way they can fuck this up is if they don't have a spring game. And COVID is not the reason. What's your take? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to be fun. Um, you know, they announced it, and a lot of the coaches have been announcing it too on, on Twitter. So I think it's a for sure thing open to the public, but uh, it's going to be fun. This is, this is going to be like a – I think it's going to be a full spring game uh, like, we're, like we'd want to see. And we're going to get to see a quarterback battle too because we don't really know who our mm. quarterback one's going to be. Um, right. So it's kind of be – you know, there's going to be like stakes on the line. Like we're going to actually going to see some – um, some real offense being played. So I'm excited to see, uh, you know, this is going to be the first time we're going to see the, the new staff in action, you know, on the field. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of, it's going to be a lot of head. Uh, what is it? Uh, yeah. Headlines, not headlines, but like, Oh yeah. There's, things on the docket, like quarterback, like you said, quarterbacks, um, people are definitely running backs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be overreactions all over the place. Everywhere. Who's going to emerge at running back. Um, receiver who's going to emerge <laughs> who like it's so much it's going to be so much open competition mm -hmm. that it's going to go into the fall camps uh i don't think nothing's going to be decided in the spring but um i don't think anything's going to really be decided up until like a week before the first game all right like it's going to be i feel like it's going to be competition for a while on like almost every front so um We'll see, but I'm excited for, for the game just to, like, you know, watch all these younger players play. I feel like there's a ton of players that we just haven't seen. Um, you know, we, like, you okay. know, we saw we saw payout, like, literally once last year um, on that deep bomb, but I feel like there's just so, mm -hmm. many, so many kids on this roster that we haven't seen yet, and I'm excited to see them play for the first time, uh, especially under Pry and see, you know, how the defense looks and, and everything like that. So it's going to be good. Um, are you going? You going to another game? I'm a game time decision. I'm yeah. a game time decision. I I want to go. I want to go. Um, I don't have a reason to not go. Um, I guess I can say it here on Don V Fridays. I just got hired for a job today. 
Oh, um, nice, I went out on nice. an interview um, for a flooring company. I'm a flooring apprentice. I had to get back. I had to get. I had to start building things again. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't sit at home. Um, I'm gonna be a, a floor man, flooring. No more scaffold. No more climbing. I'm gonna be working on the ground. Um, as I drop my notes, um, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a floor man, and uh, we don't work on weekends, so that weekend I'll be available. So, um, we just gotta see where where everything lines up. Um. I'm trying to get a seven five seven people, maybe some North Carolina Hokies. If we gotta rent a van or something, and we all uh, carpool uh, and make that happen, but I'm I don't want to go alone. Um, I want to, even if I gotta get the van and go get people, but I want to bring a group and uh, mm-hmm. we gotta figure out lodging and. Uh, tailgating our guy joe rogers is talking about a, a um a tp3 tp4 tailgate and um we still trying to get the kinks and shit out but um yeah i i want to i want to say i am going uh, i haven't been to blacksburg since 2019 so it's been a it's been a while for me definitely yeah no i i agree i want to go too uh it's going to be a game time decision for me as well um I'm I'm planning my my best friend's bachelor party and it's happening like two weekends after. I can't say on the podcast where I'm going because he listens to the podcast and it's a surprise. He knows when the dates are though because he has to get off work. So um, if I got the money, then I might come down. We'll see. We'll see what the situation is. But um, I got to do all the logistics too. Like like if you're doing if you know there's a big like uh, convoy going over, like I might just hop in on that or I might just fly straight to roanoke or whatever yeah yeah so you got to make plans plans yeah i gotta make i gotta make some real plans like like if it's like worst case scenario worst case scenario for me and like seven five seven people is we would just have to drive home that night it would suck ass it's like five hours but we could do it but like you have to know you have to stay somewhere like you can't go back the same day and yeah, stuff like I, that. I gotta fly because for me it's like a ten hour drive, so I'm not I'm not driving, <laughs> I'm not driving. And and the thing about my drive is I'd have to go over the mountains to get there. So like the mm. it's not like a straight shot. It's not like me going down to like Bama where I just take like you know like one road straight down. Like I have to go through all the back roads over the high, over the mountains and shit. So right. it's kind of a shitty drive, but and I'm back and I'm back and I'm back roads. Yeah. When you get into Appalachia. When you get into like West Virginia, uh, parts of Kentucky, parts of parts of the western part of Virginia, you gonna see some hills half ass shit. You gonna see some people. Oh yeah. You gonna see it's gonna see some characters in the mountains and shout out hey shout out to the Appalachian Mountains man. But y'all got some motherfuckers over there. Y'all <laughs> know what I'm talking about man. But shout out to hey shout out to all my meth addicts out there man, holding it down. Oh yeah. You know. Shout, shout outs shout outs to the uh shout outs to all the poor people in appalachia bro um but y'all got some characters through there and mm-hmm. what they call them shits hollers out in west virginia and all that yeah man it's some it's some shit in the mountains uh chamari connor's coming back yep i heard that um, thompson too is coming back okay yeah so we can we can use all the help we can get uh yep. chamari is a veteran so I mean, I don't know. Obviously, Price bringing in some new shit, new new scheme. 
Um, I don't know what Shamari's role is, but I do know Brent Price going to a 4-3. So maybe he puts Shamari in a hybrid linebacker role um, instead of him being like a nickel corner slash whip. He would mm-hmm. probably be moving to straight linebacker, but we don't know. That's what the spring is for. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find um, out. I think we're better with Jamari Connor than without him. I just don't. Oh, 100%. I just, you know, him in the secondary, I got I got uh, PTSD, him landing up on some of the receivers he landed up against. And uh, maybe in a linebacker role, he might be light in the ass for the position, but he's a better striker than he is in coverage. So Yeah, no, I think he might actually work better almost in, in, in this 4-3 scheme. Like if he's playing – uh, playing the run more, like I feel like he could, it could be right up his alley. So we'll, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see what the what the scheme is. But you know, it could be like we could see like a Dax, uh, Alan Tisdale, and then and then Shamari Connor, kind of like those three running linebacker. Um, yeah, and just and that's that and that's decent athleticism outside of Dax. You already know that this staff is gonna want athletic linebackers. Like Prize had athletic linebackers his whole career. They're gonna they're gonna want speed like. And I think he's not even satisfied with the speed we have at linebacker right now. Like the, the kids that they're going to recruit and that they're going to want to play that, that role are going to be much faster than, than what we have right now too. So. Absolutely. I know. And, and Pratt was at the uh, pinstripe bowl. He saw that shit oh, yeah, in person. He saw, it. he saw it. And he probably was like, uh, all y'all motherfuckers can go. Um, but he's going to, he's going to absolutely need who, who stays. I think as of right now, Virginia Tech only has seven players in the transfer portal, which is a modern miracle, um, considering that we had a coaching change. So a full staff change too. Full yeah. staff change, and but I think the portal would have been jumping had Fuente stayed. I think it um, might have been. There's a scenario where it's worse. Yeah, the motherfucker was like, "Oh, he go because Virginia Tech ain't the issue." Right. <laughs> I'm staying down, shit. <laughs> so, but shout outs to them. Uh, UVA, let, let's get into this small thing with UVA. Where, um, UVA coaches are, quote, moving in silence. Um, obviously, Brent Pratt and his staff have documented basically everything they've been doing since they've been hired, from mm-hmm. snowball fights to traveling across the Commonwealth um, to cheat up posting inspirational shit every day where well, UVA and their military coaches been radio silent. They haven't really been tweeting. They haven't really been posting, but it's being spun as they are moving in silence. And uh, Bentley, Bentley don't make commercials for a reason. <laughs> what's, <laughs> your, what's your thoughts on them? What's your thoughts on the university of Virginia moving in silence? Um, I feel like, you know, Virginia is always going to take jabs at tech and like, you know, the big thing that we've complained about for a while was like the lack of engagement from the staff. And then now that we have all the engagement we want, it's like, then they frame it as like, it's a bad thing that, that they're putting as much out to us as we always wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like there's always going to be that crowd. Like those same people that say, oh, they're tweeting too much would be jumping on Fuente's ass for not tweeting at all. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one or the other. And I feel like there's just, there's hate and hate. Um, but I'd much rather be in the position that we're in now than be in a position where we're moving in silence. Like I want to know 
what the staff is doing. And like recruits want to know the same thing. Like you don't think kids look at Twitter and see where these coaches are going and see what they're doing and the relationship, the relationships that they're building. Like it all goes into it. It's all part of it. So I'd rather have a vocal staff than a non-vocal staff. We just moved in silence. We just did that. Six years. And, and they wasn't turning up no results, no major results. Um, I like to eat at Subway because they make the food right in front of you. Uh, and you can say, ah, ah, not that lettuce. So, yeah, I like what I like what the staff is doing. I like that the staff is saying, listen, uh, we're here. We're doing this. Uh, Sean Quinn is all up, up and down, up and down at 95. He's been in Fredericksburg and Loudoun County and all up in Northern Virginia. He's putting in work. Maybe. Sean Quinn been working. <laughs> and I think he's like one of, if not the lowest paid coaches on the staff. Right. And he's been putting in major work. Um, yeah. So, so we're, we're, we're Hibachi and UVA is, I'm trying to think of a place that has what they do with Wendy's or some shit. Shout out, no, let me not disrespect Wendy's. Uh, I'm trying to think of somewhere nasty. McDonald's. McDonald's. They're McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. White Castle. Yeah. We don't have White Castles down south. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to go deep south to get Crystal. That's like south, uh, southern White Castle. Uh, we don't have, White Castles is like a northern thing. I guess I have yeah. seen White Castle down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Crystal is down south of White Castle. You gotta go to like Georgia and Alabama and shit to eat Crystal, and that shit is ass. But yeah, they're that, they're that. So um, yeah, shout out to UVA for moving in silence because uh, we gonna be out here making ourselves known, uh, letting our nuts hang and getting yeah. these crews and building to. these relationships. Meanwhile, UVA over there, they got two Air Force co- coaches, an Army coach, and a Navy coach. On they staff. It's a service academy. For the new service it's academy. It's a fuck. It's a I said it all. I said it. I said it on Twitter the other day. I said, y'all flipping, y'all flipping kids from the workforce. <laughs> y'all trying to get like we trying to get kids to go to Virginia Tech over Pitt, Clemson, over Florida State. And they trying to get kids to go to UVA over going to Iraq or Kuwait. <laughs> That's the difference between us, man. Man, that yeah. shit ain't Gucci over there, man. That shit is Coogee. It's a big difference. Talking about yeah. Bentley don't make commercials. Dollar Tree don't make commercials either. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah. NFL playoffs. Uh, big, big weekend NFL playoffs. Great games. Great, great games. Oh, yeah. It, it felt like every game was a classic. It was. All it was four so games. It, it, and it was capped off. With the ultimate classic, but we're going to start with the very first game on Saturday, your Cincinnati Bengals versus the number one seed Tennessee Titans. Before you go, that's the only game I did not bet on. I did not trust the I did not trust the Titans, but I I felt the Bengals was young. Burroughs young. It's a role play game versus the one seed. That's the only game I did not bet on. Yeah. Uh, Take us through it, man. Take us through it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't bet on it either. And going into the game, like, I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough because Vrabel's a great coach. He's been good off buys. He's been good off 
um, you know, by by weeks and the first round by he's been good in both. So it's tough to play in, in Tennessee, play against the Titans. I think the big question coming into this game was like how Derrick Henry was going to play. Um, and a lot of people thought that he would come back from injury and be fine. But I mean, we talked about it last week on the podcast and you said you weren't very confident in Derrick Henry coming back. Like you thought, uh, you know, he hadn't played in forever and he might be slow. And he was like, he didn't look very good. He only averaged like 3.1 yards per carry. He got stuffed on like two fourth and ones. One was like a two point conversion. And the other one was just like midfield towards the end of the game. And honestly, Deontay Foreman played better than him. So, um, you know, going into the game, I was scared about Derek, Derek Henry, but they didn't really do much there. Tannehill just made mistakes and lost in the game. I mean, when you get nine sacks against another quarterback, like you should win that game every time. Like you should never lose the game sacking the other quarterback nine times. So nine times. Yeah. Just, Joe Burrow got his ass kicked physically. Yeah, for real. Um, but he's, you know, he's going to be back this week. But I, I the game was wild. I, the, I think the plays that really broke the game were – just the interceptions Tannehill threw, especially that one to Mike Hilton towards the end zone uh, where he like tipped it up and he could have ran that back if he didn't trip, but um, it was a fun game. It's good for the Bengals. That was the first road win that the Bengals have had in postseason in their entire franchise history. They've never won a road game in the playoffs, which is fucking crazy. Man, it was a lot of things going on. The rookie kicker. Uh, I think he set a Bengals record for 50-yard kicks or some shit already, and he's a rookie. Yeah, he was. He almost set the NFL record for most 50-yard kicks in the in the season, like just in the regular season. He's a monster. He's already a Bengals franchise holder in something, and he sent the Bengals to the AFC Championship um, for their first time since, what, like, 81 or some shit? Yeah. Um, well, tell, they, tell answer this question for me. What, what do you – like I, I have my own biases towards Burrow, but like as a as a fan from another team and another conference, like when you watch this game, what do you see from like Burrow and the Bengals being this young, doing what they've done? Burrow is ice cold, and it took me a while to get on the Burrow train. Not after he got drafted, um, but when he was that first year at LSU, I was like, okay, the kid ain't nothing special. So when he started the Hasman year and he was kind of cooking out the gate, I was like, whatever. He ain't no number one pick. I mean, we saw him last year. Mm-hmm. But as the year kept going, I could not deny the shit. I was like, nah. And people were saying then, I remember, um, as Jamar Chase, it's Justin Jefferson, it's uh, Clyde Edwards Elaire, it's Randy Moss' son. The LSU offense was loaded. Mm-hmm. But I kept saying, look at every throw. They don't got to do too much either. They not that they not diving for his shits. They wasn't. It wasn't a lot of spectacular catches. Of course, there were some, but they were always in stride and they were always able to run after the catch. That's one thing I picked up watching Joe Burrow at LSU. So I said, "Oh no, this kid can play. This is a." So it doesn't surprise me at all that he's already winning at this high level. Is it perfect? Or was that game perfect? Fuck no. But he was. I mean, he was getting his ass kicked too. Um, but I think Burrow kicked that door open and, um, in the AFC where you have Burrow, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, you have to have a, a star quarterback, a star young quarterback. Right. Uh, 
I don't see how the Browns, I don't want to make it this about the Browns, but I don't see how the Browns can look at Baker Mayfield and look at his contemporaries and say, we got to run this back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baker right. should be nervous. <laughs> yeah, he should be. And especially like if Rodgers comes to the, to the Steelers or any AFC team, like you have to have an elite quarterback right now in the AFC to be a contender. Right. And, and they're going to be here for a while. So, yeah. um, yeah. So now nah, shout outs to Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals. Cause, uh, I grew up, I grew up in a time where the Bengals was ass. Like they've been ass most of my life, like laughing stock ass. And then they had a run with Carson Palmer and Chad and TJ and Chris Henry, God bless the dead. Mm-hmm. And, um, they got solid, but could never win. Um, and then they fell off again and it was ass. And then they had the Dalton, AJ Green, uh, Muhammad Sanu, them teams. Those were good teams, but they could never win. But this feels different. This yeah. feels different. And I can argue, like, all of those Bengals teams were talented. Like, all of them. Like, so, but Joe Burrow might be the best Bengal quarterback because Carson yeah. had weapons. Like, they could say Carson, Carson Palmer had weapons. Chris Henry was a mother a beast slot receiver. Yeah. TJ, the best, one of the best possession guys, and Chad was an elite receiver. Yep. And they had Corey. No, they might not have had Corey Dilly those years, but they had running backs too. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton had weapons. <laughs> AJ Prime AJ Green. Monster. Muhammad Sanu could play. Marvin Jones. Don't nobody talk about him. Um Gio Bernard and his prime. Uh, who the dude that fumbled and cost them Jeremy a game? Hill. Jeremy, 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 fucking it. Tyler Eifert. Talent. Ta- Tyler Eifert, who people forget about him. He had like 15 touchdowns in 2015. He was on fucking tear. Those were those. Tyler were, Eifert. I, I firmly believe that the 11 through 15 Bengals were like some of the most talented teams, top to bottom in the NFL. But it was the quarterback play that killed them. Like it was it was Dalton holding him back the whole time. Yeah, except for that one Jeremy Hill loss. Yeah, like Jeremy Hill gets the blame for one. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it, they kind of plateaued. But I, and I feel like Joe Burrow with his group, because he got he got squad too. Chase, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, who the running back, Joe Mixon. Like, I don't know, man. The Bengals are good at loading up on talent. Um, but this is the first year they seem to be cashing it in. And shout-outs to them. Uh, Moving on, the San Francisco 49ers beat the number one seed. If you were number one seed, that's it for you. Uh, I'll tell you. NFC number one seed get knocked off. The Green Bay Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers couldn't put up more than 10 points. Uh, (laughs) Whatever they could. Aaron Rodgers couldn't score. I know their special teams cost them 10 points, literally. They had a punt block. They had a kick block. That game's on Aaron Rodgers, man. Uh, your special team's been bad all year. The Dallas Cowboys scored 17 points on the 49ers the previous week. Uh, you at home, Lambeau Field. You got to put some points up, bro. It, it, that's all it comes down to. You got to put something up. Uh, that... The 49ers offense only scored three points because the other kick we had was off a turnover. So I wouldn't even say we did anything. Our offense went on one drive, four points, and that was the final drive. <laughs> um, 
Aaron Rodgers was talking about he was being silenced and Joe Biden and all this other shit. You got to hold the L, Chief. You got to hold the L. Um, I don't know what his future looks like. I don't know what Devontae Adams' future looked like. But uh, that wasn't a good look, man. One and done yeah. after that season. And Aaron Rodgers is probably going to win another MVP. Mm. And still can't beat the 49ers. You 0 for 4 in the playoffs. Mm. 0 for 4 against mm. 49ers. Bad, bad, bad. Luck. 0 for 4. Bad luck. 0 for 4 against the 49ers. And he was the better quarterback every time. Yep. yep. On paper. Yeah. I mean, we and we, we were talking about it last week, too. The, the 49ers are just that team right now that you don't want to play against at all. Um, right. Right. We're, the, we're a know. fucked up matchup for the whole for NFC. Every, we're every, not the best team in the playoffs. We're the worst team in the playoffs. But the worst matchup for everybody. Right. Right. Everybody's Achilles heel. Um, no, I was impressed with the 49ers, but I was it, it was it was just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. And he's never been the guy to like win these big games when they matter. Um, you would think, you know, having an having M- MVP quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you go for more Super Bowls. But um, he just doesn't he doesn't have that next level in it in him to like really win. So. Um, I think because yeah, when shit when shit starts to go left, he checks out. Yeah, he checks out every time. He checks out he, every single playoff. Like <laughs> it's he's just not he's not a winner. He's talented. He's probably the most talented quarterback of all time. But he's not fucking. He's not anything special. Like when it comes to winning the big games, that's what separates Brady from him, and that's what separated Brady from uh fucking Peyton Manning too. Peyton Manning. I mean, he Peyton Manning won a lot of big games, but he also lost a lot of big games too. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I, same thing with Peyton. Peyton is another one. Like when people like, if you can get at the Peyton Manning early, and he see the score go zero to seven, zero to ten, game over. Yeah, he loses. Peyton, Peyton get Peyton go Peyton goes into his moods, and he's not a rah rah guy, and he he saw his finger pointing and all that. You can beat the Packers every time. Mm-hmm. You can beat whatever team Aaron Rodgers got. If you can get a lead on him or a guy fumbles or something, he's next gone. thing you know, he locked in. I think he uh after after um Mercedes Lewis fumble, he only threw to Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. You're not gonna win no games doing that, throwing the two people. Yep. You're not gonna do that. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Uh but he's but, done. Uh, yeah, he's man. Done. He's done in, in Green Bay. I don't think there's any chance he comes back really after this. Um they're either gonna I, I forget is, is he a free agent? No, he's under contract, right? Through this offseason. Yeah, they will. I think they have to trade, they yeah. will have to trade him. Devontae Adams is a free agent. Yeah, and Devontae Adams could leave too. I mean, this could be the end of, of the Packers, really, as as we know it. They could be some trash for the foreseeable future. And then it would really open up the NFC North because I mean, who's gonna step in and be the best team in the NFC North? Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, or whoever the fuck's playing quarterback for Detroit. Um, right, right, right. It's gonna be it's gonna be open. It might be one of the worst divisions in in all of football. Uh, right there it could with definitely the, be open season. Yeah. So we'll see. But good win by the 49ers. I mean, and they got a good matchup now playing the Rams next week. Like that's the perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. We gonna beat them boys six times in a row. About to be seven. <laughs> the, the 49ers was the one team nobody in the AFC wanted to play. We was about to not make the playoffs. The Rams had a 17-point lead on us in week 18. We would have not made the playoffs. The Rams choked that game away. And now look at the whole NFC. Mm-hmm. Hey, they should, hey, the Rams should have shut the door on us when they had the chance. 
uh, who knows? Aaron Rodgers might still be alive. Like it fucked everybody up. So mm-hmm. it'd be like that. Uh, the goat, Tom Brady, and which was the the what was the witchcraftiest game? That was wild. I, I don't know what what kind of <laughs> rabbit foot. I don't know what kind of demon rituals Tom Brady does in his basement. But um, when that game was tied, when they tied the game, I was just like, "How?" Yeah. <laughs> like, like the troll in me want to say Brady, 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 but like it wasn't Brady. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking. But Brady's crazy. teams always do it. Like, yeah, yeah, every single fucking time. The crazy part was the announcers. Like when they were down twenty-seven to three, the announcers were like, "Oh, he's been down twenty-eight to three before." Like, right, we've seen him come back. They're just they're, they're just prepping prepping it right, and he just fucking somehow comes back in that game. Honestly, I'm kind of sad that he didn't win that game just because of how much we could, like, clown the Rams for that. Oh, man. And the the trolls. The trolls. The the, the trolls would have been so delicious because people people do not like Tom Brady. Like, people watch Brady games just for him to lose. Yeah. And if he would have pulled that one out, oh, my, oh, man, it would have been delicious. It would have been delicious. Oh, he damn near did. They just fumbled it away at the end with the defense giving up that bomb to Cooper Cup, but. Yeah, Cooper Cup is a dog. Yeah, yeah, shot, yeah. That um, I mean, the Rams were literally they fumbled four times. They were fumbling all over the place. Like it was setting up for <laughs> for Brady to do it again. And uh, nah, Matthew Stafford made some throws. Cooper Cup made some catches, and uh, Brady's going home. They doing this shit like Brady acting like he's gonna retire. He is not retiring. Yeah. Um. He didn't look at all. Brady said it a long time ago. He's gonna play till he suck, and he don't suck, so he he'll yeah. be back. He'll be back for sure. I think I think he might retire if he gets a Super Bowl next year. Like I yeah, think maybe if he gets, if he gets another Super ring, Bowl, then I think he might just walk it off with that. But he's definitely gonna be back. I don't think he's gonna leave off of that. And his division is gonna be easy because the Saints aren't getting any better anytime soon. The Panthers are some hot right. trash, and the Falcons are some garbage too. The so Falcons like, are the Falcons. They got a one-way ticket to the playoffs again. They'll be fine. And they was one hurt this ticket. whole year. Like a lot of their players were injured. So her AB went crazy. All kinds of shit happened. Yeah. Um, and the game, the most controversial game of the weekend, the best game of the weekend. Best games of um, all time, damn near. One of the best games of all time. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs at home somehow beat Buffalo. They were able to tie the game with 13 seconds left. If you a Buffalo Bills fan, I know some Buffalo. Shout out, shout out my dog JoJo, Buffalo Bills fan, believe it or not. I mean, four Super Bowl losses to losing – Having mm-hmm. motherfuckers like Trent Edwards and Ryan Fitzpatrick giving him a boatload of money to, you know, being ass again to Tyrod to, to 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 what's my man from Pitt Nathan Peterman throwing yeah, nine Nathan picks Peterman. in two seconds <laughs> to getting Josh Allen to you know Josh Allen struggling his first year being basically a glorified running back to Josh Allen being the best player to ever touch a football. <laughs> Um, that that's crazy within yeah. itself. To being up on the, the on the Empire, the Chiefs on the road. Josh Allen just made 
two drafts that I can't even explain other than Madden shit. Mm-hmm. And 13 seconds, and they give it up. Yep. Dude, that uh that that 75-yard touchdown pass that Josh Allen threw to Gabriel Davis was just insane because the ball never left the screen. Like, you know, normally when like there's a there's a bomb being thrown, like the ball leaves the screen because it goes too high mm-hmm. up. But like he threw it so fucking hard that it just like sailed across the screen. Uh was just he's just insane. He played like literally a perfect game as a quarterback could play in that situation. Just to especially lose. in a loss. Yeah, just to lose in Gabriel overtime. Davis was putting up Jerry Rice numbers. He was doing yeah. shit that Jerry Rice never did That's against the Chiefs defense. Better than Jerry, Jerry Rice. Better, better. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Man, when Gabriel Davis hit him with the little stick, hit him with the little nod and made him fall over, <laughs> I said, oh, is this NFL football? What the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. How you get hit with the head fake and fall over? That's some high school recess shit. Yeah. That shit was all bad. And they still lost. Mm-hmm. They still lost. Man, Josh Allen got to look at these motherfuckers like, listen, bro. I need Tredavious White back immediately. I need yes. my defense back immediately. They win that uh, game with Tredavious White. 100%. They win that game easily. Uh, that game was all crazy. Them last two minutes, Tyreek Hill is giving motherfuckers the peace sign, and they are ahead of him. Mm-hmm. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. He's Them defenses still. was tripping. Chiefs defense, Honey Badger got that concussion early, and the Chiefs defense started tripping. What did you What did you think of that? Like last drives the Chief had to like tie the game when there's like 13 seconds left and the bills just decided to not play defense. Like what are your thoughts? I feel like only three quarterbacks are capable of engineering that draft. That's Pat Mahomes. That's Josh Allen. That's Justin Herbert. Um, It may, maybe, maybe some more in the NFL, but it takes a rare type of physical talent to look at 13 seconds and be like, we got enough time. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott couldn't even fucking clock the ball with 13 seconds after a goddamn quarterback draw. <laughs> and again, Pat Mahomes is engineering game time drives. <laughs> I want people to understand how crazy that is. That's that's superior, not just superior quarterback talent, but superior skill position talent uh, to be able to pull that type of shit off. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, just... And, and, but the way that the Bills defense was set up was kind of fucked, in my opinion. Like they just kind of they just let them just catch the ball. Like there was zero, like they're playing prevent defense yeah. in the back, which I understand, but at the same time, like I don't know. I feel like yeah. you can't just let them catch the ball. No, nah, prevent prevents you from winning. They did their job. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pre- the prevent defense did exactly what it was intended to do. It prevents you from winning. So that's what it did. Yeah. Shout out to the shout out to the Chiefs and um as far as overtime rules are concerned, we do this shit every time in the playoffs. Somebody don't get to touch the ball. If we like the quarterback, only if we like the quarterback that lost. Um, I remember some years ago, Brett Favre, which made them change the rules. I think the Saints had beat the Vikings, and Brett Favre didn't touch the ball. Drew Brees threw a couple passes. Saints kick a field goal, go to the Super Bowl. And the NFL media said, fuck that. Mm-mm. 
We, Brett Favre is not allowed to go out like that. He's supposed to touch the ball at least once. Mm-hmm. Now, the fan in me is saying, fuck Brett Favre. He should have threw the interception that made it over time. That's his fucking fault. You know, that's the yeah, fan in me. He did touch but, the uh, three interceptions. Yeah, he, t- he did touch the ball, and he fucked it up. And he <laughs> was the reason why I was in overtime. Um, same goes for a lot of different cases. Um, if we like the opposing quarterback, like Josh Allen, he didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. We want the rules changed and make it college rules. And, man, fuck all that. Fuck mm-hmm. all that. Defense is part of the game, too. And you got to make a stop. They had 13 seconds, and they had a whole overtime to make one stop. They couldn't. Exactly. Football is about three phases. It's not just about quarterbacks. When uh, when Tom Brady led that infamous 28-3 to comeback, that game went to overtime. And the Patriots got the ball, and they scored a touchdown. And not one soul said, Matt Ryan didn't even get to touch the ball because fuck Matt Ryan. Fuck him. That's why. <laughs> but for some reason, when it's a quarterback that America likes, like a Josh Allen or a Brett Favre, or if it happens to Peyton Manning or whoever, we got to change these rules. Yeah. Man, listen, fuck them. I think, I think the reason, and I totally agree with that, but I, I think the biggest reason why people were so upset after this game was because Josh Allen played, like like we said, like a perfect game. Like, he played better than – like, he didn't – like, you could go back in those Brett Favre games and be like, okay, he threw the interception. Or you could go back in Matt Ryan's case and be like, he blew the, blew the lead. All he had to do was score one point or score a touchdown. They win the game, whatever. But, like, Josh Allen literally engineering, like, those fucking, like, four just perfect drives, playing as, like, better than he could ever play. And then still going out like that was just sad to see. But I don't think there's anything they can do with the rules, to be honest, because it's just going to kind of fuck the game up even more. They should just leave it the way it is. But you got to play defense at the end of the day. And the Bills had, like, the best secondary coming into this game, according to a lot of people, and they couldn't get one stop. Number number one defense. Yep. Number one defense went out bad like that. Oh, it's all it's all, it's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> all bad. <laughs> Let's pay some bills, man. Sports Drink. Today's episode of Don V Fridays is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram or Twitter and type at sports drink It's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is you close the door behind you. We're trying not to not let the funk out. Now we over here at Don V Fridays, um, at the beginning of Don V Fridays, uh, not the beginning, not the very beginning, but like, I want to say 30 some episodes in, when I switched from YouTube format to Apple and all this other shit, I had a mailbag segment, um, especially for the off season when you, when you um you don't have as much college football content to to go off of. So we want to bring back the mailbag. Uh, we want to bring back the mailbag. You can ask any question. It does not have to be Virginia Tech. It does not have to be college football related. It can be questions about life, 
pop culture, whatever. You can even ask me personal questions. Um, whatever. My life's an open book. But um, we want to bring back the mailbag. We want to make that patrons first, obviously. Patrons get patrons get their questions. Patrick can ask me what kind of soap I use. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> um, we got we're gonna take care of the patrons first and foremost. Then, you know, people who have DM questions and people that got uh, people on the timeline want to ask questions, feel free. And uh, we're going to bring back the mailbag segment. Uh, what should, uh, how are you feeling about the mailbag coming back, Drew? Good, man. We'll, we'll do it next week. So the next week's episode, uh, we're just kind of kind of go through that because there's not a lot of Virginia Tech news going around right now. Kind of like a little dead period because recruiting ramps up a little later in the year so. Um, you know, hit us up on on Twitter, on Patreon, wherever you can find us. We're going to be tweeting about it, talking about it. Uh, so get your questions asked. And like, you know, like Vito said, like anything you want to ask, go ahead and ask it. Uh, you'll be featured next episode and it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a really fun episode just to answer everybody's questions and kind of uh, just go through. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to do something because we haven't done anything like that yet. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and and more ways to engage the listeners and make the listeners feel a part of the show. Um, it's always a good thing. It's always a good thing when 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 people are engaging and mm-hmm. interacting and making the show what it is. Uh, I will hope that the questions are you know regular questions. Like, don't be asking me stupid shit. Like, don't don't be asking us stupid shit about like you know like you know philosophy questions and all that other shit like let's try to keep shit reasonable too like like i don't know everything so (laughs) let's try to keep shit reasonable um and let's try to keep it to you know one or two questions don't have no full quiz or or shit so a whole test a whole test asking stupid ass questions (laughs) Talking about uh, what's your thoughts on the 1982 Hokies and shit? Like, man, don't nobody know about them motherfuckers, man. Yeah, yeah. Keep don't it nobody fun. know about them. Don't nobody know about. Them. Keep it fun, please. Yeah, fun. Keep it fun. Keep it first and foremost, yeah. please keep it fun. Do not ask no stupid ass questions about like uh. So, what was the lowest point of your life with all that dumb shit? Uh, I'll answer it, but uh, let's let's keep it fun and lighthearted, please. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's enough good. it's enough drama going on it'll be a good episode but we're, we're going to be on the timeline and and everywhere you know promoting it and getting you guys engaged um we haven't really done like a fan engagement section on the episode really the only thing that i can think of was when we did our hundredth episode and we did like a giveaway <laughs> shout out joe rogers mm-hmm. for being like the only fucking person to uh yeah. to answer that but everybody else was too cool for school yeah, for free money. So this for time, free money. This time, let's get some some good engagement going. We'll have a fun section. Yes, yes, yes. TP three died today. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I saw that after work. Wild times, wild times. TP three died today. Um, it, it it needed. We needed to purge. We needed to break the band up, and and purge. There was a lot of drama. I'm not gonna get into the drama because some of the shit, honestly, is personal business, yeah. like being aired out. I'm, I'll never air out. I'll only air out my business. I'll never air out other people's business. But um, the shit needed to die. Uh, <laughs> it got kind of crazy. 
it was it it had got beyond me. I'm gonna admit it had got beyond me. And I'm a person that lives for chaos, but it got a little bit too chaotic too, for too even my chaos. grass. Holy shit. Too much chaos. What the fuck? I'm, hey, I'm getting <laughs> old, man. But I know I'm getting washed when I say it was too much chaos. Um, Look at Mr. So, chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I'm Mr. Chaos. And I even I was like, okay, we got to reel this shit in. So um, <laughs> TP3 is dead. TP4 is... TP4 will be out soon. Under construction. But, uh, it's under construction. If you were not in TP3 and you want to be in TP4 and you're a patron, you get instant access. I think that's at least fair. Uh, yeah. You got to be fair to the patrons. Uh, if you are a patron watching this or listening to this and you were not in TP3 or TP2 or any of them, it's the Twitter DM group that I've started back in 2020 season. And um, we have a lot of fun. Clearly, the shit gets off the rails. That's a warning. Um, but, yeah, you will definitely get a spot. Um, you will not be kicked for any purposes unless you're doing something crazy like leaking people's job info. Uh, doxing is not tough. Doxing, posting dick pics, like just being a weirdo can only get you kicked out of there. So just hit, you know, just DM me, DM Drift, whoever, and um, we'll get that set up for you in TP4. TP3 is dead. Yeah. Um, and to the active TP3 members that aren't patrons, why not? Who the fuck are y'all? Like, get your lives together. Um, but shout out to every... <laughs> who the fuck? Motherfuckers out here freeloading shit. But um, shout out to everybody that in TP3 that are patrons. We are going to hold y'all down, of course. Um, and it's going to be a fun, man. TP4, we're going to reform our ranks, and uh, we got to clean some shit up. Um, it, it, it was it was crazy. It was getting a little crazy, so. Yeah, maybe maybe TP4 can stay around for, like, an entire year. That would be pretty cool. Right. I swear, every group chat, like, runs its course after yeah, a couple like, months it's lifespan it hits its peak and then you know and then it starts coming down crashing and burning it crashes and burns like when tp1 died that was like an accident because like i think minor had left and, and he can't he couldn't come back i don't it must have been how group dms like if you left a group you couldn't come back now you can um so and then tp2 i don't know i don't remember what happened there but we had to change and the tp3 so TP2 was because of Steve Bryce, right? Yeah, it was because of Steve <laughs> Bryce. It was because of Steve Bryce. We wanted to get his ass, man. I don't even like Steve Bryce. Shout out Steve Bryce, man. <laughs> Shout out Steve Bryce, man. Um, I don't know who the hell he portrays to be on Twitter, but I'm pretty sure he's a 16-year-old, like, paraplegic white kid in, like, America, <laughs> Samoa. Or some shit, but shout out to whoever you portray. <laughs> shout out to who you portray, who you are, and who you portray might be two different people. But shout out to you, bro. We literally <laughs> nuked a chat for you, a, a person that we don't know who or what you are. So shout outs to shout out to Steve <laughs> Bryce, man. Shout out to Joe Rogers, man. Shout out to Minor. Shout out to hey, shout out to uh Tales from the Transfer Portal, man. Ricky, Joe Rogers, and Dan, man. Yep, um, new podcast on the block. New pod on the block. Uh, 
they they had started last year, no, before the last season and weren't consistent like every other podcast and uh and fell off, but they got new direction. Uh, I like what they're doing over there. I like what they're doing over there. I think they got a good thing, but I be telling people about this podcast shit, bro. It's easy to do one, two, three episodes. It's when you get to your ninth week in a row and you like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. That's when it's hard to do it. Yeah. It's easy to start because, you know, it's like new. It's when you in the right. swing of things and it ain't nothing to talk about and you losing topics and yeah. Yeah, and you got filler ass topics like this one. <laughs> <laughs> you just saying yeah. anything that yeah, exactly. but uh, shout out to you know that's that's where shout like, out to them though. At it. You get you get better at the podcast, you stick to the grind, and, and you know the, the, the episodes where you don't have much to talk about is where you really build uh on the stuff you've done. Like that's where you really get better, in my opinion, is those those episodes that like you go in being like, man, fuck this. I don't want to do this. Those are the, some, some, sometimes those are the best episodes. Those are the best episodes for you to do. So it's all about being consistent. Like hold yourself to do it every week. Like even the weeks you don't yeah. want to do it. and uh, yeah, Or at least every other week. Yeah. Just get into some sort of, you know, some sort of schedule, whatever the schedule is, stick to it. And, uh, and you know, you'll get your results back. But um, I do want to say on the topic of podcasts, uh, I did tweet this out too, but this is like, it's been like a year now since, since I've been on Don V Fridays. Um, I think the first, the, the episode that I first start that I first came out on was like late February. It was like February 18th yeah, or something. February 18th. But we were in the mix for a while. We were talking for a minute. Um, I think the episode came out, came out like a week after we recorded it and we had been talking for a while. So, but it's been, a, it's been fast, man. It doesn't feel like a year, uh, it feels like a couple months to be honest, but I would really do. I looked and it's been like 30. I've been on for like 37, 38 episodes, some shit like that. And that's a lot of episodes. A lot of episodes. Yeah, a lot of episodes. Um, like all like if you if you go back and watch my very first YouTube video, which you can't because I scrubbed that bitch off the internet. <laughs> I was ass. Like it's part of it. Like it's all part of the growth. Like I never said, okay, that was that was kind of crazy. It, everybody has a first day. Yeah. So. And the thing is, you can never really prep for it either. Like it comes with experience. Like just the more you do it, the better you get. If you sit there and like and like think about, oh, how good my first podcast episode is gonna be, it's probably gonna be trash. Like it's always gonna be trash when you first start. That's how it is for damn near everything. You just need experience. Everything. The first time you have sex and you think you tan some pussy up, you ain't doing shit. <laughs> Basically, I'm gonna say this: it better be her first time too. That way, don't nobody know nothing. Everybody <laughs> can be confused together. But uh. It's that's why it's called your first time, like every your first time doing anything. I'm about to start doing floors. You think I'm about to just start throwing floor in and towel and shit? Hell no. <laughs> Somebody's floor is about to be fucked up, <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. Yep, yep, exactly. It's all part of the learning process. You get it's all happen. part of the learning it's process. If happen. I go in that motherfucker and I start throwing towel, and somebody's floor is perfect, I, I'm a savant. A genius, something. Yeah, I'm, I, I, my 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 next ten jobs are going to be fucked up. God bless the people who gonna let me do their floor. God <laughs> bless them, cause your floor is gonna be fucked up. Yep, exactly. 
But it's <laughs> what else? What else we got? Yeah, I I don't really know. I think that's it. It's it's been a pretty dry week. I uh I don't really go on Twitter much during work because I'm on the floor the whole time in the office, mm-hmm. so I can't really. Now, like, I'm kind of off Twitter from, like, 9 to 5, and then I get on it after. So, today when I came on, when TP3 was blowing up, I just got on the chat, and I was like, man, what the fuck happened to you guys? It's like a, it's like, it's like I walked into a bunch of dead bodies, like, trying to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a graveyard in that motherfucker. Yeah, so. Definitely I've been, a graveyard. I've been keeping up, keeping up as much as I can with the news going on, but um, it's been good so far. We'll keep it going, and, and next week's episode should be fun doing the mailbag. Yes, the mailbag coming back is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, like I said, it don't have to be. It can be Virginia Tech questions. That's fine, but it can be life questions. It could be music questions. It could be all kinds of questions. Just keep it fun. Uh, let's try not to. Let's try not to get too dark. Um, let's try not to. Let's try. Let's try not to get too crazy. You can ask political stuff too, but I don't know. That's out of my realm. I don't know much about politics. But I'll answer the shit. Um, but let's try to keep it fun if we can. Yes, definitely. Um, what so I so that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it for Don Friday. Not a whole lot going on. Uh wait, before we before we get out of here, let's uh let's do some predictions for next week. So you obviously Okay. What do what are you thinking? What are you thinking for the 49ers Rams? Um I'll I'll, I'll, I'll we go have be- you. We beat the Rams six times in a row. Um, we're due for a loss. Like we're hella due. I, I would have rather I would rather they have some wins against us and it was a back and forth rivalry. But we have beat them six times in a row. We they do we do take over their stadium. It's a lot of 49ers. It's more 49ers fans than LA than Rams fans because the Rams fan base is in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um I hate to say it as a 49er fan. I think the Rams are going to win, um, even though they got – I mean, they got the better team. They got the better quarterback. They got the better weapons. Um, They got the best players on defense. We got good defense, but we don't have a Jalen Ramsey. We don't have an Aaron Donald. Sean McVay is going to play the underdog card because we're going to take over their stadium, and we've beat them six times in a row. They're going to have the motivation – I say the Rams. I, I think the Ram. I think the Rams beat us and they go to the Super Bowl. Sadly. Yeah, I I, I could see it. Uh, it's gonna be tough. It's just hard to beat a team so many times, and then especially when you get to games like this that have so much weight on them, it's it's tough to keep the streak going. Um, I do think it's gonna be a hard matchup for the Rams, though. Like Stafford, when in, in like the in the biggest game, Stafford seems to always fold. And I know he hasn't really folded yet, but it's coming. Like if he has a bad game, it could go both ways. But um, I do think the Rams have a little bit of the edge. But going over to the Bengals Chiefs game, uh, Chiefs are like seven point favorites right now. Um, Bengals beat the Chiefs this month, like literally like three weeks ago. But it feels like fucking 65 years ago that that game happened. Um, I think the Chiefs figured it out now. I think the Bengals might cover, like it might be a close game, but I think Chiefs win. Um, but if the Bengals do win, like Joe Burrow is like the goat, hundred percent. Like the Bengals, oh, he would, yeah, yeah. You, you might get get build a statue right now. Uh, Super Bill Bowl in year two. Yeah, yeah. Bill he broke statue. his leg last year. 
Yeah, last November. This is like year one and a half for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, the Bengals got nothing to lose, but I don't think they have the type of the type of momentum and, and talent that that the Chiefs have at all levels. So I got Chiefs yeah. winning. I got Chiefs winning that game. It's hard to play an Arrowhead. Uh, Shane Graham talked about it on Twitter the other day that he said Arrowhead was literally the loudest place he's ever played or seen, and he played in some big stadiums. He played, um, and he played in New Orleans. Uh, shout out Shane Graham, an absolute legend. Come on, Dobby Fridays, tell your story, man. Uh, I know you got some stories, um, I, especially after that miracle in Morgantown. I'm pretty sure you were swimming around here, my boy, and I don't mean to no pool. Uh, come on, Dobby Fridays, tell your story, Shane Graham. Um, <laughs> I probably got the I, I got the Chiefs too. Um, I only give the Chiefs the edge because they got the um, I hate to say lame shit like the heart of a champion or they got the <laughs> the, the, the winner mentality, but like they've been in these trenches before. They won a game with 13 seconds. They had 13 seconds and nobody flinched. Like, I know we say shit like cliche, the heart of a champion, or uh, you know, shit like that, but it is true to have that. like the intangible 13 seconds and Pat Mahomes didn't flinch. Like they said his heart rate, they measured his heart rate, and his heart rate wasn't increased during that final uh draft for 13 seconds like jimmy garoppolo would be falling apart with the lead <laughs> so you have a heart attack with the lead yeah so <laughs> that's how i think i think they i think they have a because the playoffs is all about the the chess game right um mm-hmm. the chess game becomes so much more important and um, I think the I think the Chiefs just got the mental edge, the coaching edge, because Andy Reid been doing it forever. Right. I, I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning. Yeah, I think I think the Bengals might you know keep it close, but yeah, I hundred percent agree. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I'm excited to see what the Bengals can do in the future. I didn't think they'd go this far at all. I I honestly thought it'd be a couple more years before they could get a one playoff win. They got me fucking two in one year. So they got two. I'm happy with it. And they in the AFC championship game. And um it, it it puts it puts the league on notice. Uh Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, uh Tua even. Tua, like you have to look at your young quarterback. Hey, Trey Lance. I mean, even though he doesn't play, but like, hey, like, what's your excuse? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bengals ain't got no offensive line still. <laughs> yeah. They were supposed to get Panay Sewell, and they said, no, we're going to go get Jamar Chase, and that paid off <laughs> dividends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow probably sometimes wish <laughs> he had that tackle. But, um, yeah, uh, when you see somebody step their game up, and, and after a broke leg, a broke ankle, whatever he had last year, um, you got you look at these other young quarterbacks and you like, hey, you're not doing that though because mm-hmm. Joe Burrow isn't he? He's not Justin Herbert, he's not Josh Allen, he's not Pat Mahomes, he might not even be Zach Wilson as far as like a physical talent, but I think he's like a he's an A at everything. He got a he got a good he got a good arm. He got good mobility. He got good IQ. He got good intangibles, good leadership. Good. He's he don't got no weaknesses either. Like right. Josh Allen got weaknesses in his game. He just overpowered the others. 
Right. Same with all those other people, but Joe is steady at every category. He don't got no weakness. So right. his his uh his overall kit and his just his intangibles are, are too good. I think that's what separates him. I I I was talking about it today in, in the dead TP3 with some of the guys, but I really think that Joe Burrow is like the next Tom Brady just because his mentality, just the way that he operates, is just the same way in my opinion. I'll put it, I'll stamp it now before he's done anything. I, I was I wasn't about to go that far. There's <laughs> only one goat. <laughs> we'll see. There's only his one. Career. We be calling a lot of these motherfuckers Tom Brady too. That shit is crazy. Yeah. They was calling Mac Jones Tom Brady. Oh. Yeah, that was bad. That was nasty as hell. But that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Um, until next week, y'all. God bless.